Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is The Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... I didn't have it today, this air is too dry. The Quinn Spin, I'm your host, The Quinn, I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more for another rousing and riveting installment. Of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective, you just heard Rebel Nines all have you come at the top of the show. It's been our opening theme song since the great year of 2014, and it will be until the very end of days. And I have joining me the man who is the very reason we're on YouTube in the first place. You know him here in Quinspin Lore as Scotty Rock, but today you're breaking the fourth wall. He is not Scotty Rock, are you, sir? Not today. He is Adam Arnold. That's his real name. Which is the first time we've ever actually acknowledged that on the show. Well, I mean, purposely. on purpose. Yeah. yeah, it's been done probably hundreds yeah. of times by accident, but the yes. first time on purpose. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. Does this mean Danny Arnold's your brother? Yeah, in this world, I guess I guess he is. In this in this multiverse? In this multiverse, he is my brother. In the Quinn Spin multiverse, though, he's not. No, I don't. I met him once yeah. when he performed on the show. That was it. Interesting. Yeah. So there are different versions of you floating out there. I guess so. Just like I'm the Quinn, but everyone knows by now that's not my name. It just it's actually it. Coach McQuay. But anyway, this whoa, is not whoa, the Quinn spin. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're no, here for a reason. No, it is the Quinn spin. <laughs> I'm still the Quinn because I'm not breaking the fourth wall, but you are today, sir. Oh, this is very confusing. It is. It's just like when all the Spider-Mans got together. Yes, yes. Know? It's like it's like you are Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in my Spider-Verse right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Tobey Maguire better. Toby... I, know, I know that's a, a, a very unfair statement because not unfair, unpopular statement. No, not anymore. No. Toby seems to have gained more favor and Andrews has not. And they oh, actually really? kind of acknowledge that in the movie. If you I haven't seen them. Do you care if I spoil a little bit? No, no. Okay. So basically what happened in the movie is like, they, there was this brother dynamic between the three of them and Andrews was definitely like the middle brother who like wasn't as appreciated as the other two like you could see that in there it was oh, I like that expertly done you need to see it no way home it's excellent right. excellent I was done. so happy the only mistake I made was not seeing it in theaters hmm. because it, huh? yeah it was fantastic I loved every second of it hmm. and good to know all three of them played their Peter Parkers very well in Tom Holland's universe and it wasn't like but there, there was enough. There was enough of each of them, like, and each of their worlds, like, mixed in to where you didn't just feel like it was Tom Holland's world and they were living in it. Like, there were so many nods to the previous. Anyway, huh. we're not here to talk about No Way Home. Go see it if you haven't. It's great. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about you, sir, and a project that you're working on. Yeah, you know, a podcast of your own. Well, I, I, I saw that our very own JD, mm-hmm. uh, you know, flew to Nashville. Drove. What, drove, whatever. Yeah. So he went up to me there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was a little jealous. And I said, you know what? I'm getting on board. All right. Well, I'm getting but- on the train. Choo, choo. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was my train impression. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. May I have another? Choo, choo. Wow, you went up. Key change. Choo, choo. Anyway, before we get to the meat and potatoes of the discussion. <clears throat> yes. You get to be asked for the first time ever. Well, the second time ever, the three standard questions. 
When was the first time? The first episode you were ever on. Really? Yeah. Oh, I asked cool. you the three standard. You were the first person who was ever asked the three standard wow. questions, as a matter of fact. I'm honored. I forgot it. It's such a long time ago, 10 years ago. Almost. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, we're in 2013, yeah. so just about. Yeah. Or 2023. 2023, not 2013. We've gone back in time. Yes. Um, but anyway, Starting all over. The second question has changed in the past 10 years. So instead of who are you, what do you do, why on earth? It's now who are you, what are your passions, why on earth would you want to come on? Oh. Uh-huh. Because okay. it's more important to get to the heart of things instead of what do you do? Passions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I am Adam Arnold, aka Scotty Rock mm-hmm. in another world. Um, you know me from the Quinn Spin. Thank you to all my fans, my followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made him get shirtless. Yes, this, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what are my passions? Um, my kids, my family, music theater wrestling mm-hmm. animals how long do you want me to go voice crack i got a lot of voice crack i did have a little i've got a lot of passions um i'm a very passionate person i'm a very passionate man um and what was the third one why on earth why on earth would you want to come on the quinn spin i don't know i've been asking myself that for 10 years um, <laughs> so Beautiful. well why, why specifically in no, this context? Yes, yes, I guess. In all seriousness. Yeah. Um, so I've been rolling around this idea of my own show for a while. This is, by the way, the most vulnerable I think I've ever been in this moment. Um, the, the, the podcast that I'm doing is called Can't Live With Them, Can't Live With Adam. Uh, insert laugh here. <laughs> yeah. Live with Adam. Um, I struggled a lot with all kinds of things growing up um, from a young, young child to my into well into my adulthood, all kinds of things. And I'll, we'll go into it deeper, but um, I, a lot of it is embarrassing to me or has been embarrassing to me and things that I really don't talk about out in the open, um, not even with family and, and close friends. Um, you know, there's very few people that know the things that are in this podcast, obviously until now and it's out in the open, but I feel like there's people out there that can benefit from hearing somebody's story like mine. Um, and can see the positive outcome at the end of the, the light or the end the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so I know everything that you've been doing to help people in all walks of life and all different, you know, everybody has completely different stories. And I mean, I feel like you've covered so much of just humanity um, that I wanted to talk about it here and you know, obviously this is a home for me. So I feel like, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a little jealous that JD had his own show. So. Yeah. So you had to, you know, you had to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like in Shrek 2, when Shrek, when Puss in Boots uh, joins the crew and Shrek and Puss in Boots are bonding and Donkey gets jealous. Yes. You're the donkey to my Shrek. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. A little different than Pippin and, yeah. you know, Jordan. Pippin and but... Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. You're yeah, my, but yes, that's a good that's a good example. I was I was a little jealous. You're my noble steed. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Ride you to the end. 
Anyway, and we are. Never mind. So <laughs> I told you, I you know, I was going to be the, the the one to throw it off the rails. And, and I appreciate that yeah. because I, I told you I'm very nervous yeah. about doing this. Not about being on the show. I've done this a million times, but to talk about what I'm going to talk about. So you could throw me a laugh or two whenever I you want. I was. Well, this is going to be tough, but I feel like it needs to be done. I feel like it's it's time, and I'm ready, and people can benefit from this. Absolutely. So you know when. I came up here, you know, we're to break the fourth wall. We're at your house right now. Yes. We're up in uh, the new dog house. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I didn't think you were going to do it since you're not Scotty Rock on this episode. Yeah, I can still do it. Okay. All right. But comes through you came up here and, you know, we were talking, you told me, you know, about this idea you had. You didn't tell me much before I got up here. And as you were telling me the concept, you told me things about yourself. I've known you for since 2006. And there were things that I, never even would have guessed you know that you told me that you know yeah. contextually like give a lot of context i think to our relationship to just how i've kind of seen you interact with the world you know and you know how i've seen you grow and the things that i've seen you overcome and you know i think you know i don't want to give too much away of your show of course i want people to listen the first episode is out now go listen to that after you listen to this but you know a lot of powerful lessons and you know it goes to show first of all we don't know what the people around us are going through even people that we've known forever you know and i think it benefits us to continue to enter an age of transparency that mainstream media you know all the buzzworthiness you know clickbait culture doesn't always give us the full picture of who people are what they're struggling with, what they're overcoming or trying to overcome. And so I feel like, and we were talking about this, how the podcasting medium allows people to do that and just be open and transparent and vulnerable. Right. You know, as much, you know, as much as sometimes there are pitfalls to that in society, I think this is the truest form of journalism out there, the truest form of storytelling in our digital age. And so what made now the time for you though, at this point in your life to want to, open up to want to be vulnerable and share your truth with people and want to use that to help people. Um, well, definitely the fact that I have kids and uh, just ha- after I had the second, it, you know, obviously after you have the first, it changes your life, but after you have the second, it, it, it everything is about them. Mm. And I, I, hope one day they can listen to this and know that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be afraid. But also on the other side, you can help people by telling your story. Um, And that's important to me. And I want them to know that, you know, you don't have to be afraid. If you struggle, it's okay to talk about it. Um, and for the longest time, I, I didn't talk about it until now. I'm 41 years old. Um, so for a good 35 years or so, when it, when this all started, I didn't talk about it. Um, also, I started seeing a therapist a couple of months ago, and I've been able to really dig up a lot of parts of me now that stemmed from my past. Mm-hmm. And it's things that I never realized came from that far back right and once i was able to kind of extract all of that and and piece everything together and say oh i feel this way now where i have trust issues but that stemmed from something that happened when i was seven eight years old with you know fighting with my parents and 
you know, like those ties, it's, it's, it's also important to me to kind of get across the, the, the message that you might have those psychological things that stay in your brain that can make you feel certain ways 30, 40 years later. And I was completely unaware of it and thought that I was just a anxious, paranoid person. But it came from the struggles that I had as a young child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that kind of made me open my eyes and, and, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like now's the time. Yeah. There's just things that have happened recently that I've just, I, I feel like I need to share my story and my journey. And I feel like I've come out on the other side as a success and I, you know, have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, uh, you know, I want to touch on something you said there, you know, these yeah. things that go back to childhood, you know, we don't, we aren't always aware of them, you know, until we actually go back and do that digging. It's the scariest thing to do that digging. Terrifying. You know, and I, for me personally, like, it really started during the COVID shutdowns when you got nothing else to do. And like, you know, I've said this on the show plenty of times where it's like 2019 was a huge victory lap. I'm in Nashville. Let's party. Let's have fun. But then everything shuts down. All that goes away. And you're just kind of left with like, for me, in my case, the decision to move 800 miles away and a day job that I don't like and a night job that I want to build. And I, but like, there was still like a lot of this inner resistance, you know, there was a lot of inner resistance socially, which like, going in doing that work i was able to trace back to childhood certain family dynamics that yeah. kind of thing yeah that like for the longest time we just sweep under the rug yes. or you know people like to say well the past is the past but like if the past is still affecting you it's you're bringing it into your present and you don't even realize how it's tucked in your brain and it's there mm -hmm. it's there and that's the cause of all of this mm -hmm. but to be able to untie all of that and and pull it out is very cathartic mm -hmm. it's terrifying like you said yeah it's one of the hardest things you want to do it just and that's why it made me want to do this yeah and it's this has been something i've wanted to do for a while and been thinking about but i don't know something recently just i don't know well once you go it back exploded and i'm ready once you go back and like read the tea leaves of your life right and you go through all that mug and you find the keys to like this is why I react this way when this happens, yes. you know, you, there's no going back from that. You no. find those keys and you use them to unlock certain things. I mean, it's still a process. It's not like something just clicks in your heel forever. It's a process. Oh, it's absolutely. never linear, but there's not only, I think a want to do better, you know, and it, you know, no longer the gift of ignorance, you know, to be able to just be like, Oh, well, I'm just this way because of that. Like right. you've identified it. And now you have to address it, yes. you know, but also there's a power to that, yeah. you know, that you find, you know, once you work through and process it enough to where it's like, well, how many other people are going through this? How many yes. people in my circle are going through something similar that exactly. I don't even know about? Exactly. And that I think, you know, I think in this decade so far, now we're in 2023, um, you know, it's been a great awakening for a lot of people, you know, over these past few years of like really going back and dealing with their stuff. Cause we had nothing else to do for yes. a while. Yep. And like, whether you did that in 2020 or it's coming a little later for you, the fact is like, there's no ignoring these conversations around mental health, right. around our psychology, around the layers of conditioning that were given in an early age. And, and also therapy is okay. Yes. And that's something that I have been back and forth on. It's okay. 
there's such a stigma that if you see a therapist, you're crazy, or if you see a therapist, you really have problems. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to that's that's non-biased, right? That is on the outside and won't make judgments and can talk to you as a outsider, a professional that has dealt with this and knows how to to talk through. And a lot of times I I talk to my therapist and she doesn't even do any talking. Mm -hmm. I just do the talking. And even though I'm paying to talk to somebody, I come out feeling so much better just talking by myself, but just knowing that my therapist is there listening. Mm it just makes it easier to 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 be okay with all of it so i want to stress like don't be afraid to find a therapist and i'm glad you said that too because one of my favorite podcasters who's not me lewis house uh he um second favorite podcast yeah you know i mean you know i gotta you you gotta believe in yourself you gotta believe you're the best if you understand but like he advocates for therapy even when things are good um you know he said multiple times on his show school of greatness which is incredible one of the best podcasts in the world one of the most popular podcasts in the world um that before he entered his current relationship he had a non-negotiable mind that he and his partner would start the relationship in therapy start Mm. the relationship in therapy so they can get out in front of their behaviors early on so they know how to address them better as opposed to doing it when things have already become a problem and you're already sick of the other person, you know, like that's the thing. Like you can do it for maintenance. You don't have to do it when you're in crisis. You can do it like just to process things that happen in your day and be able to go back and do, you make those connections to your past. You have to check in with yourself. Yeah. Check in with yourself. Make those connections to your past, make those connections to previous relationships, to childhood and come up with solutions to handle them better yeah you know so we've yeah. uh and to break the fourth wall again you might hear some noise in the background um you know the, the house is active here i'm today. sorry it's okay yes. it's okay we're here we're we're we gonna keep going this is real this is real do you understand it's very real so you cover pretty much the whole spectrum of life here too from early childhood all the way into adulthood and where it's brought you well of my life. life yeah yeah so of your life to this point yes yes i, I should say and what are some of the common threads that you think you've found in terms of behaviors and the way that certain things have shown up in your life? So, well, one of the things I talk about, and this is something that, again, nobody knows about until now. Um, when I was seven or eight years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome. Um, at the time in 1980 six, seven, I don't know, mid eighties, nobody knew what Tourette syndrome was. It was very rare at the time. Um, my mom saw a, a news interview or something on TV that talked a little bit about it. And she saw me making some like facial, you know, I don't know what it was, but she said, I think he has this. Um, I had everything from vocal tics to cur- the cursing, the, the you know the the thing that every comedian makes fun of. I'm sure you've heard plenty mm-hmm. of it, um, yeah. which drives me up a wall, by the way. Um, but I had physical tics where I would you know jerk my head around and my body. Even now, when I get stressed, I move around a lot. Um, it was bad for probably a good segment of like three, four years. It was really bad to the point where there's no videotapes of me 
you know, there's family videos, but I'm not on it because my parents didn't want me to watch it later in life and get embarrassed. Mm. Um, that led into a lot of learning disabilities, ADD, which led into a lot of legal problems as I got older, um, just lying about things to my to my parents, fights for hours on end with my parents that I'll never get those time. I, I'll never get that time back. And I'm saying hours upon hours upon hours, thousands of hours wasted fighting with my parents. And the one thing that is part of this podcast that I've been doing was I've been interviewing my family members. I interviewed my parents. I interviewed my brother. I interviewed others to talk about what life was like from their perspective living with me. Um, hence, can't live with them, can't live without them. So that's kind of the, the base is how did other people feel about living with me and what was their perspective? I tell mine of what I felt, but I think it's important also to know that like they were trying their best with the information they had, mm -hmm. which wasn't a lot. Right. Especially um, in the 80s. It, it, that's what, yeah. exactly. 80s, early um, 90s. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, it was a rare, you know, now it's not rare, but it was, I'm sure plenty of people had it, but nobody knew about it. Right. It and wasn't it diagnosed. Wasn't. It wasn't out in the open. It probably wasn't talked about. It, it was, was not talked about. Yeah. And I don't know if that's why I never really talked about it. Um, still to this day, I have always kept my Tourette's very close to the vest. Um, it's embarrassing to me for some reason. I don't know why. I really don't. Um, I, it's just something that I always struggled talking about. And not that I, not when I, not that I had to introduce myself to somebody and say, hi, I'm Adam. I have Tourette's syndrome. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But like people that I'm close to that when I was a little anxious and I would just start moving around, you know, people would say to me, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay. And I would just blow it off. Like I had a, a muscle spasm or, or, right. or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Cause I I've noticed that too in the yeah. car sometimes. And I, like, I have anxiety and it causes me to like, fidget, yeah. you know, like yeah. when it gets really bad and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. Like I, I just kind of was, I didn't even ask. And that's not like, what it was. Yeah. And I might've played it off like it was, you know, and my mom used to tell me, and this was actually a great analogy. She said, if you ever get asked about it, she didn't say bully, but I'm sure that's what she meant. Tell the other person, it's like the hiccups. Mm -hmm. You can't help it. Mm -hmm. When the hiccups decide they're going to go away, they're going to go away. Yeah. Which is a perfect analogy to describe Tourette's. I couldn't help what I was doing. Yeah. When it decided to calm down, it would calm down. Um, and, and lo and behold, I never... I never got bullied for it. I feel like nowadays kids would jump on that kid with Tourette's. Mm. I never got bullied. And I don't know if that's, and that's the one thing that, you know, obviously listen to the show, please. But the one thing that both of my parents did say when I interviewed them is that I always had a smile on my face, even through the worst of the worst. I always had a smile on my face. I was always sociable. I always had friends and nobody, I, I unless it happened behind my back, I don't remember it happening. Um, so I was lucky in that sense um, because that could have really broken me. Um, but I guess to answer your question, now that I talked for 10 minutes about everything, but um, I think the common ground that you hear is, is that I did struggle a lot 
and I was able to come out on the other side, like yeah. I said. And I and I think that's the most important part. Not so much for people, you know, obviously it's not a lot of these struggles are when I was a kid, but maybe somebody has a kid that's going through this. Or maybe somebody has a family member or a friend, or maybe you are going through stuff yourself. Um, and I know that's like the 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 whole, you know, for addicts, you know, there's there is a way you can come out of the other side, but you can. And it's important that people know that. Yeah. And it's important that it's not just brushed aside, you know? And, and I feel like with me being able to untangle all of this through therapy, you know, I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And that does lead into my next question, which is a two-parter. How do you hope that this encourages other people to open up and share their stories. And with that, how do you hope that your platform that you're creating empowers them to do that? Like, are, do you plan to welcome people in? Yes, 100%. I mean, you and I were talking about it. Mm -hmm. It would be awesome to be able to talk to like-minded people about this, um, whether it be on the Quinn spin or whether it be on my show. Yeah. Um, I would love for people to be able to talk about their stories and I just want it to be a forum for people that are afraid but don't have to be anymore or people that were afraid but don't have to be anymore and I'm hoping that by my strength to be able to do this and this has taken a lot to do this um, I'm hoping that people will see that like right now I'm not nervous anymore right I was before we started i told you yeah but i i'm good now it's out there mm -hmm. you're putting it out i told you to put it out can't go back i'm not going back february 2nd <laughs> i'm not going back so i i <clears throat> now i'm good now am i gonna go around telling people all my struggles no i probably won't right away but i'm hoping that maybe this show will give me the strength to be able to do that if it comes out mm -hmm. and it's appropriate for me to do so. I'm hoping maybe I won't be as nervous or won't be as right. afraid. Um, what was the second question? I, I think you covered both. Of them, you know, in All terms right. of people not being, you know, you not being as nervous, you not being as afraid, and welcoming people yeah. and share their stories. But I would well. love to to hear people's stories yeah. about what they went through, and mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the same exact thing that I went through, right? But I feel like it's, I didn't really have people that went through the same thing right. as me. Mm -hmm. um, again, my parents were trying to do the best they can. And my parents have always been my biggest supporters. They always have, and I'm not taking away any of that. I love my parents to death. We have a great relationship. It was very tumultuous at times. And it, there was a lot of friction for years, but my parents always put me right in the forefront and did whatever they can or whatever they could to try to help and try to figure out what was going on and how they could help me. That information, again, they thought they were talking to so-called professionals, my mm -hmm. teachers, doctors, you know, but those professionals didn't know how to help me with what I was specifically right. going through. Mm -hmm. Not that they weren't professionals and not that they didn't have good information, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what I needed. Right. So my parents on one side were trying to help me and I on the other side was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I thought my parents were just 
telling me what the teachers are telling me, telling me what the professionals are saying. And I didn't feel like I was getting that help. And I couldn't pinpoint where all of this was coming from and what was stemming from this and why am I not doing my homework? Why am I failing? Why am I lying? Those aren't things that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I was doing them mm-hmm. and I didn't have anybody to go to right. and school. There were no counselors that I felt like I could go to. There was no friends, family. Like I really didn't have anybody and I'm sure I did, but I just didn't as a young child, I didn't know who to go to and right. I didn't feel like I had anybody So that's another thing is I want people to know that you can talk to people. There might be somebody on the other end of the world that's on a podcast like me that might be struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. Let's talk, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And sharing those stories together on a show like yours, on a show like this one, it helps us learn from each other. Yeah. Helps us empower other people. It helps us feel empowered. Like every conversation I have on the show these days, like I take something from you know, and I learned something about the human condition, something about how to make my way in the world and just, you know, redirect my aim a little better. You know, that's what I found, especially, you know, with these recent interviews, with these recent conversations on the show. And you have an opportunity to take that away from this as well. I mean, for you, like sharing this right now, like how, how has it made you feel differently about what you've gone through? How has it helped empower or inspire you to continue sharing? I just feel like I have a voice and I, and I do, again, think therapy has helped me find that voice. Um, But I feel like I don't have to be afraid and I want to help people um, because I didn't have help for years and it got bad. And I'm not going to say how far it went, listen to the show. Um, But you know, it went well beyond learning disabilities and and Tourette's syndrome, you know, and the other thing that I really feel um, is a complete like 360 is I work in a school now with high school students with special needs, and a lot of them have Tourette's. And I, I feel that extra sympathy and empathy for what they're going through, because I know they can't help it. And I see other people in the in the school, you know, stop doing that, stop moving around, stop doing that. And I know what it's like to be told that and not be able to help it, not be able to stop it. Um, so I have that extra sympathy and I have used what I've learned with those students and am trying to, you know, let them know that it's okay. Um, but I do feel like I, I have a, a a job to talk about what I went through. Um, and it and it feels empowering. Yeah. Again, I was very nervous. Now it feels empowering. I I feel like I'm ready to talk about it. And this again is probably the most vulnerable I've ever been in my entire life. Well, congratulations. And I'm, I'm throwing a lot out there and I go deep in these episodes and you know, the interviews that I have with my family and you know, it's a lot. And and I'm still terrified to put all this out, but I feel like it needs to be done. If you have a story, if you have a story, you have an audience for that story. I hope so. You know, I hope and, so. you know, that those, there are plenty of people who I think are going to, you know, it might not be Tourette's, it might not be something specific to what you've been through, but are going to be able to connect that to something in their own lives. Yes. You know, like, and that's the beauty of this medium. That's the beauty of sharing our stories. That's how we learn from each other is actually sharing our stories objectively, 
you know, and being willing to be open and vulnerable. And there's so much in this world that teaches us not to be, you know, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, you know, like there's so much in society, especially as men, we're not supposed to be vulnerable. We're not supposed to show our feelings, show any weakness, struggle. Mm -hmm. And all that leads is to a bunch of broken, bitter men who aren't happy with their lives, who aren't actually aligned with who they are and with their truth. Right. And so by doing this, you are moving further into alignment with your truth, which is a terrifying thing to do, especially the longer you go without doing it. The more used you are to staying in that bubble, in that safety, the harder it is to come out of that bubble. Yeah. But by doing this, you're taking a brave step forward, not only for yourself, but in a way it's going to help a lot of people. So, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Can't live with them. Can't live with Adam. Now available on all of your streaming platforms because we set up the anchor distro right after this. <laughs> and um, where else can people learn more about the show or you or anything? Well, as you all know, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Scotty Rock 777. Um, Instagram as well. Um, I don't really have anything up yet. Maybe I'll make a, I don't know. An Instagram handle. Can't live with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't live with that. We'll have to see if that's available. Yes. We'll, we'll look right after this. Well, setting up this hopefully you can post the handle when we find one. Yeah. On the Quinspin I absolutely will. Yes. Yes. But please listen. Um, please leave feedback. Let me know how you feel about it. Tell a friend. Pass it on. This is really important to me. And it's taken a lot of courage for me to do this. So it would mean a lot. And it is shared. And it is a welcome addition to the Quinspin family of programs. Yes. Programs. Programs. Thank you. And this has been the Quinn Spin with Adam Arnold, aka Scotty Rock. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also, learn more about the show at undergroundmusiccollective.com, our central hub, as well as on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. Two ends in Quinn, two ends in Spin. Learn more about Underground Music Collective on all the socials Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Follow the UMC 20 playlist on Spotify updated every Tuesday with 20 fresh tracks of fire and the latest edition of this podcast and nationallive.live. We've got some shows coming up, one coming up here in a couple of weeks. Make sure you check that out as well for all of your Nashville live music needs. Rebel Nine's all I've become. Going to take us out like it let us in. Woohoo! Grab some muffins on the way out. Yeah.